Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Here is your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof, a nationally recognized health educator, author of the award-winning book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, and creator of the Talk Puberty app. episode is going to provide 10 useful tips for talking with others about puberty and other adolescent topics. My name is Lori Reichel. Tip number one, have more than a one-time talk with your child or children. If you think you only have to talk with your child once about this topic, compare this number to the thousands, if not millions, of images that they're going to be exposed to by the time they're 18 years of age. One discussion after a presentation at school is not enough. Instead, consider looking at the word talk as a verb in which you have talking throughout the child's life. Tip number two, use a variety of settings for talks. For example, talks can occur while you're taking the dog for a walk together or as you're waiting for a movie to start. A lot of parents also suggest having talks during car rides. For some reason, there's something magical about that time of being in a car, even if you're not sitting next to one another. Tip number three, recognize the differences between children. Some children approach their parents with questions while others require their parents or other adults to approach them. Some children seem ready to learn information at a younger age while their siblings might be unaware of certain topics in which you might have to approach them. Overall, every child is different, and adults need to find the best approach for each child. Tip number four, have fun during puberty talks. By having positive conversations with an occasional giggle, healthy body chemicals are released that help to de-stress people. And sometimes a child will be put at ease by learning about your funny puberty experience or how you coped. Just make sure you're not laughing at your child or the changes they're experiencing. For example, I've shared with children my first experience that I had when I shaved my armpit area. It was right before my sixth grade graduation, which took place in a very hot elementary school gymnasium. I used my father's shaving cream, which was Barbasol at the time, in which I don't think I removed the shaving cream very well. So let's just say that when I was sitting and sweating, waiting for my name to be called, and all my peers were sitting around me at this graduation, there was a sense that was uh, coming from me, and a lot of the children around me were asking, who's wearing cologne? Who's wearing cologne? And it was coming from my armpits. So that story that I share with children, it humanizes my experiences, that, and I can relate to them, that I also have had challenges when I was going through puberty. Tip number five, it's recommended that you use proper body terminology for reproductive parts. Using these terms teaches children positive communication skills while also supporting comfort with their bodies. Now, some people will tease or say other terms like slang terms to say that, okay, this is what I was taught or this is what I feel comfortable with. Yet, please think about this. How many terms, slang terms, do you know for the reproductive body parts? 
in the research, we know that there's a lot, a lot that exists out there in our, in our world. Now compare all the slang terms that you can come up with for those body parts to slang terms for the word ear. If you're like me, you might have thought of one term, one slang term for ear, hearing hole. That's the only thing I could ever come up with. Other than that, there's no other slang term that I know of, and hearing hole is not common. My point is that if we're using all these slang terms for our genitals, that we're sending these messages to children of our discomfort and our inability to talk seriously about these body parts. Also, experts recommend that we empower children by using anatomically correct terms. Tip number six. Be aware that children may ask you personal questions. In which, if a child asks you a personal question, explain, you can explain that certain information may be personal. Doing this demonstrates the value of privacy in which there is certain information that's not to be shared with others. During this time where it seems like people are sharing everything about themselves, we need to remind people that it's okay that certain things are private. That's what the word private is about. It's, it keeps to yourself or a very small group of people. Tip number seven, think about how you're going to answer certain personal questions. If you choose to share personal experiences like I did about shaving that underarm hair that I had in sixth grade, if you choose to do that, uh, think ahead if you can, if you know potentially what you might be asked. But if you're asked a question and you're thrown off not expecting it, it's okay for you to have time to figure out what to say. And you can say to your child, okay, I need to think about the answer to that. So I need a little bit of time, but I'll come back and tell you my answer. Uh, this is a really great thing to do because it models that you, you're you using this positive decision-making about how do I communicate an answer to my child. Um, and also, again, you have the right to pass on personal questions. Tip number eight, be open-minded and cautious of the, well, when I was a kid, I never thought about that or I wouldn't do that. Be cautious about that, please. Saying comments like that might stop further communication with children. And it is okay to say, well, I am trusting that you're going to make the best decisions for yourself. And if you make a mistake, talk to me about it. We all make mistakes. And please, 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 please explain your values to your children. By doing this, they're more likely to respect you because they're not going to be threatened. If you tell them this is what you have to do, it's more, this is what my beliefs are. Tip number nine. Do not criticize or tease your child about what they ask. Teasing can be hurtful. And what also aligns with this is try not to betray their confidence in you too. I actually had an experience with a family member where I was asked to go to the store, a local store. I walked to it to get a birthday card for my cousin who was a day younger than I, than I was. And when I came back, I showed my family member the card and they told me it was inappropriate. They kind of laughed when they said that too. And they sent me back to the store to go get a new card. I had no idea what the card was about. I was 12 years old and I was naive. And that's, that's okay. I was a child. So later on, after I went back to the store and got another card, uh, I heard my family member tell other family members about what I did. And everybody started laughing. When I overheard that, I learned 
I can't go to the family member to ask questions because they might laugh at me or share something that I did that to me I can see I perceived was was personal. They might share that with somebody else. So please be cautious about that. Tip number 10, use reliable resources. There are a variety of reliable books and websites for children and adults, some of which are listed in the resource section of my website, pubertyprof.com. A lot of books include age-appropriate pictures that can be utilized during conversations about puberty or adolescence. So these are 10 useful tips that I recommend families to follow for having talks on puberty and adolescence. I appreciate that you've been listening. Thanks so much. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to pubertyprof at gmail.com or you can ask them on the podcast section of pubertyprof.com on that website. Thanks for listening and have a happy and healthy day. Thank you for listening to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow the Puberty Prof on Twitter or Instagram. The Puberty Prof, Lori Reichel, wants to hear from you. Go to pubertyprof.com or click on the link in this episode's description. There you can find more information, as well as ask questions to be answered by the Puberty Prof in a future episode. That's pubertyprof.com. Also, remember to check out the Talk Puberty app and the book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. Until next time, this is the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics.